Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rural Monticello. This is Sunday, April the 2nd, 2023, Palm Sunday, Sunday of the Passion. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist and choir director is Barb Andreessen. The lector is Brandy Niedert. Thank you to the Niedert family for sponsoring this week's broadcast. Thank you for joining us today. Our servant begins jubilantly. Jesus is making his way into Jerusalem. He has been healing the people. And all of a sudden, here he comes, riding in. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Our processional gospel comes from St. Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When they had come near to Jerusalem, they had reached Bethage at the Mount of Olives. And Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this. The Lord needs them, and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, and a foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, and put their cloaks on them, and, sat on the, and, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, this is the prophet Jesus of Nazareth in Galilee, the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us sing our gathering song.
invite the congregation to please rise as we share in the prayer of the day as it's printed in the bulletin. Insert inside cover. Everlasting God, in your endless love for the human race, you sent our Lord Jesus Christ to take on our nature and to suffer death on a cross. In your mercy, enable us to share in his obedience to your will and in the glorious victory of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The first reading is from Isaiah, chapter 50, verses 4 through 9a, with the following preface. The servant of the Lord expresses absolute confidence in his final vindication, despite the fact that he has been struck and spit upon. This characteristic of the servant played an important role in the early church's understanding of the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus. The reading. The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher, that I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. Morning by morning he wakens, wakens my ear, to those as to listen as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I did not turn backward. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The Lord God helps me, therefore I have not been disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like flint. And I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who are my adversaries? Let them confront me. It is the Lord God who helps me. Who will declare me guilty? The word of the Lord. Psalm 31.
The second reading is from Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11, with the following preface. Paul uses an early Christian hymn to help us comprehend Jesus' obedient selflessness on the cross and how God has made Christ Lord over all reality. The perspective of the cross becomes the way we rightly understand God, Christ, our own lives, and fellowship within the community of Christ. The reading. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The word of the Lord. Let us bring our offerings uh, forward at this time, and so I'll invite our acolytes to help us with the noisy coin offering that it will be going to Lutheran World Relief. They are active right now in Turkey, helping the people who have been devastated, lives turned upside down, who are without homes. Lutheran World Relief is there, and I'm so thankful that our children, through the noisy coin offering, are helping our neighbors in Turkey. I'll invite the congregation to please rise and have our ushers bring the plates forward to the acolyte to lay on to the altar at this time. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us in what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. If you will join with me in the Lenten Gospel acclamation, we will sing this according to the tune, Come, Thou Fount.
invite you to be seated and I invite our adult readers and our confirmation students to help us with the passion narrative. The Gospel according to Matthew. One of the twelve, who was Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What will you give me if I betray him to you? They paid him thirty pieces of silver. And from that moment, he began to look for an opportunity to betray him. On the first day of unleavened bread, the, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Where do you want us to make the preparations for you to eat the Passover? Go into the, <clears throat> go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says my time is near. Keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover meal. When it was evening, he took his place with the twelve, and while they were eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. And they became greatly distressed and began to say to him, one after another, Surely not I, Lord. The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him. But who to that one by whom the Son of Man is betrayed? It would have been better for that one not to have been born. Judas, who betrayed him, said, Surely not I, Rabbi. You have said so. While they were eating, Jesus took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he broke, gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out of many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will never again drink of this fruit from the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Isn't it strange? It just doesn't feel right. We began the service so jubilant, so upbeat, but we're feeling a little bit different now, are we not? What is happening? And is Pastor coming at the right time or am I not? You, you, you can come on down. I'm sorry. As they come down, I want to share with you that I recently had a visit with Helen Harms in Lee Summit, Missouri. I'm so uh, blessed to have her just living 25 minutes from where our daughter and son-in-law and grandson live. And we were visiting in her living room. And she was talking about how she was the treasurer at the time when we acquired the stained glass. And she said, you know, the, the most beautiful glass to me that touches my heart is the one with Jesus riding in on the donkey, on the foal, into Jerusalem. And did you notice, she said, what really captures my heart is the donkey has a tear. The donkey has a tear. And I said, I never noticed that before, Helen. I'm going to have to go back and look. And I went back and I examined it. And my goodness... She was right. There is but a tear rolling down the cheek of the donkey. And so I think about this Palm Sunday, this Passion Sunday. It feels happy, sad, and it's starting to get dark. Hadn't Jesus been sharing with his disciples, the Son of Man is going to be handed, off, handed over and crucified and, and they didn't want to hear anything of that. 
And we know that Jesus is the light of the world and he's come into the world and he's like flicking on this light, like this flashlight, and every once in a while showing the evilness in the world that we can't see. Satan is at work in our world and his power is the flesh. The power over our flesh. You know, it's interesting, two days before they went to the Passover meal with Jesus, he, he shared in the scriptures, you, you know, that after two days, the Passover is coming, the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Two days before all of this is to take place. What evilness, what darkness, what was Judas thinking? Judas had heard this. Judas had been along with the disciples. He was there. He was one of the counted twelve. He had an important role. He was in charge of the treasury, after all, in caring for the disciples. What is it? Did Judas know that he would be the one? Biblical scholars have tried to uncover what was the motive behind Judas and they come up with more questions than they do finding answers. Is evilness have that much power on the flesh that Satan is at work even in the inner circle of Jesus' disciples? And then the most beautiful thing takes place. After the Passover meal, I mean, that's why they're going to Jerusalem to remember God who passed over the Israelites and to have this meal of unleavened bread. It's an important festival, a Jewish holiday. It is who they are. And after the meal, Jesus takes this bread and this, this wine. And we have the words of institution. We, we have the Lord's Supper. And in here we hear, as Luke read, the forgiveness of sins. For Jesus had said it would be better for the person to have died and never, I mean, should never been born to then betray the Lord. But we find in the Lord's meal forgiveness, life and salvation. We can see it because we're Easter people. We're living on the other side. And the writer Matthew can't really get inside the head of Judas and know what's going on. But evil is prevailing. Darkness is getting there. And Jesus flashes just a little bit of light and says there's forgiveness for this. And there's life. And there's salvation. And all of a sudden, the disciples kind of forget. And they sing a hymn. Let us return to our narrative. When they had sung the hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, You will all become deserters because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Peter said to him, Though all became deserters because of you, I will never desert you. Truly, I tell you, this very night, before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Even though I must die with you, I will not deny you. 
And so said all the disciples. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took, he took him with Peter and the, and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and agitated. Then he said to them, I am deeply grieved, even to death. Remain here and stay awake with me. And going a little farther, he threw himself on the ground and prayed. My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not what I want, but what you want. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. He, and he said to Peter, So, could you not stay awake with me one hour? Stay awake and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again he went away for the second time and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. Again he, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy, so leaving them again. He went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The man I will kiss is a man. Arrest him. At once he came up to Judas and said, Greeting, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you are here to do. Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and arrested him. Suddenly, one of those with Jesus put his hand on his sword, drew it, and struck the slave of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my father, and he will at once send me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled, which say it must happen this way? At that hour, Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as though I were a bandit? Day after day, I sat in the temple teaching, and you did not arrest me. But all this has taken place, so that the scriptures of the prophets may be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Those who had arrested Jesus took him to Caiaphas, the high priest, in whose house the scribes and elders had gathered. But Peter was following at a distance, as far as the courtyard of the high priest. And going inside, he sat with the guards to, in order to see how this would end. Now the chief priests and the whole council were looking for false testimony against Jesus so that they might put him to death. But they'd found none, though many false witnesses came forward. At last, who came forward and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. The high priest stood up and said, Have you no answer? What is it that they testify against you? But Jesus was silent. Then the high priest said to him, 
I put you under oath before the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You have said so, but I tell you, from now on, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, He has blasphemed. Why do you still need witnesses? You have heard this blasphemy. What is your verdict? He deserves death. Then they spat in his face and struck him, and some slapped him, saying, Prophesy to us, you Messiah. Who is it that struck you? Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. A servant girl came and said to him, You also were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before all of them, saying, I do not know what you are talking about. When he went out to... When he went out to the porch, another servant girl saw him, and she said to the bystanders, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. Again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. After a little while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Certainly you are also one of them, for your accent betrays you. Then he began to curse, and he swore an oath. I do not know the man. At that moment, the cock crowed. Then Peter remembered what Jesus had said. Before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. When morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people conferred together. We're going to pause at that moment. I'm sorry. I'm going to invite our readers to go ahead and, and seat at this, have a seat at this time. My apologies. I think we just need to take a, a break here, just a little bit of a breather. Is that okay, readers? You're okay with sure. it? Sure. Okay. Jesus has now been deserted. I mean, completely deserted. And, 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 and Peter can't even utter Jesus' name. I do not know the man. We saw you with him. I do not know him. It is getting darker. Jesus has totally been abandoned. And what the scriptures don't tell us, none of the gospel writers say this. At this point, there's a trial going on, right? At Caiaphas' house. And night is when he was handed over and betrayed. And now I want to take us into the deepest, darkest part of the night. And I want us to use our biblical imagination. And I'm going to turn to Psalm 88. When Liz and I were in the Holy Land, one of the things that we got to do is visit the site in which they believe was the place where Caiaphas, the high priest, had once lived. In this place were a number of cisterns. They believed that maybe there was one that was without water. That Jesus was lowered into the cistern and to spend the night. Because it is, everything has taken place at night. And as you heard, and I wanted you to hear, then morning came. Like that. I want us to spend a little time in the darkness. For my soul is full of troubles, my life draws near to Shiloh, I am counted among those who go down to the pit. I am like those who have no help, like those forsaken among the dead, like the slain that lie in a grave, yet those whom you remember no more 
for they are cut off from your hand. You have put me in the depths of the pit, in the regions of dark and deep. Your wrath lies heavily upon me, and you overwhelm me with all your waves. You have caused my companions to shun me. You have made me a thing of horror to them. I am shut in so that I cannot escape. My eyes grow dim through sorrow. Every day I call upon you, O Lord. I spread out my hands to you. You do your work wonders for the dead. Do the shades rise up to praise you? Is your steadfast love declared in the grave or your faithfulness in Abaddon in the place of destruction? Are your wonders known in the darkness or your saving help in the land of forgetfulness? But I, O oh Lord, cry out to you in the morning. My, my prayer comes before you. O oh Lord, why do you cast me off? Why do you hide your face from me, wretched and close to death from my youth up? I suffer your terrors. I am desperate. Your wrath has swept over me. Your dead assaults destroy me. They surround me like a flood all day long. From all the sides, they close in on me. You have caused my friend and my neighbor to shun me. My companions are in darkness. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. When morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people conferred together against Jesus in order to bring about his death. They bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. When Judas, his betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned, he repented and brought back the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. He said... I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. What is that to us? See to it yourself. Throwing down the pieces of silver in the temple, he departed, and he went and hanged himself. But the chief priest, taking the pieces of silver, said, It is not lawful to put them into the treasury, since they are blood money. After conferring together, they used the money to buy the potter's field as a place to bury foreigners. For this reason, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. And they took thirty pieces of silver, the price of the one on whom a price had been set. And they gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord commanded me. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? You say so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he did not answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many accusations they make against you? But he gave him no answer, not even to a single charge, so that the governor was greatly amazed. Now at the festival, festival of the governor was accustomed to release a prisoner for the crowd and anyone whom they wanted. At that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Jesus Barabbas. So after they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you? Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Messiah? For he realized that it was out of jealousy that they had handed him over. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent him word to him saying, 
have nothing to do with this innocent man. For today I, I have suffered a great deal because of a dream about him. Now the chief priest and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus killed. The governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? Barabbas. Barabbas. Then what should I do with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? Let, Let him, him be crucified. crucified. Why? What evil has he done? Let him be crucified. Let him be crucified. Let him be crucified. So when Pilate saw that he could do nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took some water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. His, His blood, blood be on us and, and on our children. So he released Barabbas for them, and after flogging, Jesus had handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on his head. They put a reed in his right hand and knelt before him and not mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! They spat on him and took a reed and struck him on the head. And after mocking him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. As they went out, they came upon a man from Cyrene named Sinon. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull. They offered Jesus wine to drink, mixed with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his clothes amongst themselves by casting lots. Then they sat down there and kept watch over him. Over his head, they put the charge against him, which read, This, this is, is Jesus, Jesus the, the King, King of, of the, the Jews. Jews. Then two bandits were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by derided him, shaking their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests also, along with the scribes and elders, were mocking him, saying, He saved others, he could not save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross now, and we will believe him. The bandits who were crucified with him also taunted him in this way. Can it get any darker? He who rode in on a donkey hailed the wonderful king. His life is now being squeezed out of him. He is required to carry the cross after a severe public beating. He is being mocked. His clothes put back on him. A mockery of a coronation. King of the Jews. And even the bandits are mocking him. Jesus is alone. And near death, it appears Satan is winning. Death is coming 
to our Lord. From noon on, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And about three o'clock, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabbathana. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, This man is calling for Elijah. At once, one of them ran and got a sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a stick, and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, Wait, let us, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. Then Jesus cried again with a loud voice and breathed his last. At the moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs were also opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. After his resurrection, they came out of the tombs and entered the holy city and appeared to many. Now when the centurion and those with him who were keeping watch over Jesus saw the earthquake and what took place, they were terrified and said, Truly this man was God's son. Many women were also there, looking on from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee and had provided for him. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Joseph and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was also a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus, and Pilate ordered it to be given to him. So Jesus took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there, sitting opposite the tomb. The next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember that what that imposter said while he was still alive. After three days I will rise again. Therefore, therefore commanded the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise the disciples may go and steal him away and tell the people, he has, he has been raised from the dead and the last deception would be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go make it as secure as you can. So they went with the guard and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone. The Gospel, Gospel of, of the, the Lord. Lord. I invite the congregation to please rise. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And save us not from time, deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Let us sing the old rugged cross. <clears throat>
Peace. Jesus meets you on the way. Thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A 729734, all rights reserved. <laughs>